Stat Media Group, delivering logistics news since 1986. This is Cargo Masterminds from Stat Media Group. It's Monday and it's time to catch up with our new Cargo Mastermind. Hello and welcome to Cargo Masterminds. My name is Reggie John. 18 months into global pandemic, the world continues to deal with the COVID-19 challenges of restricted mobility and border lockdowns. International passenger traffic is yet to return to any reasonable levels, causing prolonged contraction in belly cargo capacity. According to IATA, global demand measured in cargo ton kilometers was up 8.6% compared to July 2019. Capacity continues to recover, but is still 10.3% down compared to July 2019. According to the 2020 Worldwide Airport Rankings, Miami International Airport is the ninth busiest airport in the world and the number one airport in the U.S. for international freight. For the year 2020, it processed 1.9 million tons of international freight. And going by the number available for the first half of 2021, the airport is most likely to go beyond the 2020 volumes for international freight. Miami International Airport is the world's largest gateway to Latin America and the Caribbean and controls the north-south cargo flows in the Western Hemisphere. To discuss the pace of cargo business and how the pandemic is changing the cargo operations at the airport as it deals with the increasing freight volumes in the run-up to the peak season, I'm joined by Emir Pineda, Section Chief, Passenger, Trade and Logistic Development at Miami International Airport. Emir, welcome to Cargo Masterminds. Very happy to have you for this conversation. Thank you very much, Reggie. It's a pleasure to be with you. Emir, uh, give us a sense of the cargo performance for 2020, 2.36 million tons freight and mail combined and 1.9 million tons in international freight. Uh, how do these figures compare with those of 2019 and how stressful was for the airport uh, to achieve these numbers under the pandemic conditions? Well, Reggie, we had a very strong performance in 2020. Despite the COVID-19 pandemic with uh, total cargo up 2% versus 2019, it's thanks to the dedication of the air cargo industry for maintaining its flights throughout the pandemic and its adaptability, i.e. the introduction of Prater service, for example, which sustained the industry and operations at Miami and other airports. We experienced strong seasonal traffic both during Valentine's Day and Mother's Day. As you know, those are our, our two main peaks during the year, along with huge growth in e-commerce, as indicated in our year-end domestic cargo tonnage being up 6%, a record of 438,000 tons. And as for stress, there's always stress. It goes with the job and it's part of the industry, so no big deal. Okay, Amir, I think the numbers are out for uh, June, which means that you have the entire first half numbers for 2021. Uh, and I do see that uh, actually looking at the numbers that's uh, for the international freight, uh, it's more than uh, more than a million tons combined, um, both mail and uh, freight. Um, do you, How do you intend to close the volume for uh, 2021? Well, thus far, 2021 is looking better than 2020, uh, as you mentioned earlier, with cargo volumes up 19% year-to-date July. That's the latest figures we have available. Uh, and we're also seeing strong rebound in international car cargo, as you mentioned as well, 22% up uh, thus far. With current backlog of the ocean freight on the west coast of the U.S. caused by the closing of the ports in China, we expect that the next few weeks and coming end of the year will be quite strong for air cargo. Our forecast right now estimate that we will finish the year approximately between 3 and 5% up 
uh, versus this year. So we'll have to wait and see, but uh, we're looking we're looking very good right now. I mean, uh, can you give us a bit more uh, specific details of the volume growth that you have seen among the important cargo commodities uh, passing through your airport in terms of volume uh, and particularly perishables, which includes flowers and vegetables and fruits, uh, e-commerce and pharmaceuticals? Sure. Um, we've seen strong growth in all three categories, quite frankly, uh, and I will try to quantify as best as I can. Uh, let's talk about perishables first. Today, 70% of all perishables entering the U.S. via air come through Miami. That's an incredible number. We're basically feeding uh, the country uh, via our airport. And if you break that down into the major categories as you outlined, flowers, 91% of all flowers entering the U.S. in 2020 came through Miami International Airport. When it comes to fruits and vegetables, it was 67%. And seafood, it was 60% of all seafood entering the U.S. by air came through Miami. So you can see the important uh, level of cargo that moves into Miami, feeding the United States and, and the rest of North America. MIA is the number one airport uh, for U.S. and international freight and ninth among worldwide uh, airports, as you've uh, mentioned earlier. And when we turn over to e-commerce, it's a little harder to quantify, quite frankly, because the government uh, does not collect it under a separate category like it does for perishables. It's grouped under low-value goods. And because of that, it's, it's, it's because of the de minimis of $800. So it's, that's why it co comes under uh, low-value goods. What I can tell you is that our domestic cargo, which is mostly e-commerce, is up 11% uh, year-to-date July. Pharmaceuticals, when we look at that, total traffic grew 6% by weight in 2020, up to 16,342,600 kilos, which is a record for us. While the value did diminish slightly uh, to minus 0.8%. But the exciting news on the pharmaceutical front is that exports grew 20% by weight and 13% by value. So again, very strong performance in, in, in these three major categories that you've outlined. Uh, how significant was and will continue to be uh, the e-commerce cargo for, the, for your airport? Uh, because your top six carriers include Atlas, Zaire, UPS, and FedEx. Yes, uh, Atlas operates a significant number of flights uh, for us, uh, along with uh, operating for Amazon, which currently has uh, six daily flights uh, ex Miami. Atlas volumes were up 8% in July, while UPS were up 13%. FedEx was up 2%. The interesting thing about FedEx is that it's completing an addition to its warehouse facility, which will double the, their space to handle greater volumes of e-commerce and its expansion into Latin America. The other very strong contender is DHL, whose volumes have increased 28% uh, year-to-date July. They have signed a lease to add another 60,000 square feet with, uh, with the aviation department and recently held a job fair looking for uh, to hire over 100 new employees for their airport operation. So you can see that DHL is, is growing quite uh, significantly. FedEx is doubling their space, and we have very strong performances by Atlas and UPS, our other top uh, two carriers, cargo carriers. Okay, Mira, being the first airport in the U.S. to be IATA-C certified, what have you seen the growth of uh, cargo volume through Miami? And uh, going forward, how do you intend to position Miami as a key gateway airport uh, for temperature-controlled cargo, both for the U.S. bound and for South America? Yeah, great question, uh, Reggie. Thank you. IATA, uh, the IATA-CID certification has enabled Miami to promote itself as a premier pharma distribution airport and has contributed to strong growth three years of volumes exceeding 15,000 kilos with revenues of 3.7 billion last year. And we are well on our way to surpass that number this year. One of the things we're working on lately is pharma trade lane validation. We're working with other airports to validate airline route segments from both sides as pharma lanes. 
building up the confidence of the pharma shipper to use our airport as key distributor of their pharma product. We're working with Pharma.Arrow on the validation, and we will be releasing the results of the analysis soon. So we should have uh, very good results and be able to announce a, a new pharma trade lanes uh, with airports that we're working with uh, in the very near future. So good progress. In 2020, you had the launch of uh, a few new routes and additional frequencies of uh, carriers connecting Miami with Brussels, a key pharma hub. Uh, how do these connections add more volume and uh, value to uh, Miami Airport? Well, historically, we had um, service to Brussels on and off uh, from different uh, passenger carriers, but never by cargo airlines. This came about uh, last year with both airports had conducted some analysis, which concluded that MIA Brussels was a viable route and would connect major pharma manufacturing centers with a major pharma distribution center. Once airlines like DHL and Emerget decided to launch the route, it's proven quite sustainable. With our two markets now having direct uh, service, this opens opportunities for other products such as perishables, high-tech goods, auto parts, for example, aerospace, etc., which obviously adds to the economic impact of the local communities on both sides of the Atlantic. Now give us a give us a sense of the size of your top carriers, the volume they bring into Miami Airport. Sure. Uh, our top carriers represent the lion's share of Miami's uh, cargo, and they are in order of tonnage. Number one, Atlas, which also is Amazon, with 235,000 tons. At number two, it's UPS with 170,000 tons. Uh, number three is Tampa, which is also Avianca Cargo with 139,000 tons. At number four is LATAM with 136,000 tons. And at number five is Amerijet at 118,000 tons. These represent the, the, the largest carriers at the airport. After this, uh, the tonnage falls under 100,000 tons. But just to put things into perspective, some of these airlines carry more cargo than entire airport does on an annual basis. So you can see that we have tremendous size uh, by some of the carriers that we fly here at the airport. You know, American Airlines is the largest passenger carrier in Miami and they only offer belly cargo. How does the reduction in uh, American Airlines passenger flights affect the overall cargo volume of Miami airport? Uh, can you quantify it approximately? Obviously, uh, we felt the reduction of American Airlines cargo, which has historically been been amongst our top five cargo carriers. They have a, a, a tremendous network in Miami being our hub carrier. Um, so uh, because of that size, uh, they also represented a large um, number for our cargo volumes. At present, American Airlines cargo is in our seventh position with 84,000 tons year to date July. Uh, which is quite significant given that uh, most of the international routes uh, they were flying uh, are still not uh, in operation. Um, and um, their domestic network has come back very strongly and it's probably up to 90, 95% of what it was prior to uh, the pandemic. So on the domestic side, strong, strong performance or, or the operations are back to where they were before, just about. Um, so once the international markets begin to open, we're going to see American Airlines, you know, start up again with strong, uh, wide body service. So I expect at that time that their cargo volumes would uh, increase uh, exponentially as well. Uh, I mean, Air Canada is scheduled to launch uh, freighter operations uh, in October and Miami is among the first set of airports that it plans to operate its uh, freighters. Uh, how important is that going to be for the airport? 
Well, Canada is a very important market for Miami and for Florida in general. It's one of our largest training partners, uh, along with Mexico, uh, as part of the uh, the new uh, trade agreement between the U.S., Mexico, and Canada. And Canadians are, are amongst the highest consumers of fresh flowers in the world. There's quite a few number of trucks departing Miami uh, headed for Canada, and many of them carry flowers and other perishable goods. Uh, this flight will only enhance the shipments of these products, moving it quicker, providing higher quality and longer shelf life for Canadian consumers. So we're looking forward to Air Canada's new cargo service to Miami. Capacity continues to be under stress. Uh, demand is really high. And what do you think will be the situation at airports as we move into the peak season? Because we have already seen uh, a lot of stress at airports in terms of congestions, not enough uh, enough staff to handle uh, increasing volume of uh, freight. Yeah, it's going to be very challenging, uh, Reggie. Uh, I think especially for the, especially with the U.S. West Coast port backlog, uh, which we talked about earlier, with over 100 vessels waiting to be unloaded as of yesterday. Uh, this means a lot of maritime cargo is going to be rerouted via air to avoid this congestion at the ports, both in China and the U.S. And, and this isn't the first time this this uh, has occurred. Uh, this is going to put a lot of capacity under even more stress during the third and fourth quarter when we will be competing with holiday traffic as well. Add to this the COVID-19 vaccine shipments intended for less developed countries that should be coming online later in the year. It's going to be very interesting. But this is what logistics industry lives for, right? Figuring out how to transport cargo under difficult conditions. Uh, this is how we uh, and this industry uh, really stand out from, from others. Uh, when things get uh, very tough and, and stressful, uh, we figure out a way to uh, manage it. Congestion at airports and lack of labor have been serious issues for a lot of uh, airports in the U.S. Uh, how serious has this been for Miami? Yeah, we're, we're not immune to this nationwide crisis. Locally, many of our partners are complaining about how difficult it is become to hire uh, positions and to get fully staffed up. Uh, some of our concessions, pardon me, uh, at the airport haven't opened just because of this reason. We're, we're not able to find the staff to open up some of the uh, duty-free shops and so forth at the terminal. It's the same for cargo. Um, some of them uh, have conducted large job fairs. I mentioned earlier about THL looking to hire 100 people. Some of them are now offering higher salaries and more benefits, but, but it's still very difficult to find people. Uh, we'll have to wait and see if things start improving later in the year, but uh, it's it's a challenge. It really is for our community and, and I think across the country. How do you look at the current uh, supply demand mismatch? It's been a, a problem for the air freight industry for the last 18 months and it continues to be. Uh, do you have any estimate as when there will be an equilibrium in the market? Yeah, very difficult to answer, Reggie. Um, but, but I do think it's it, it won't be anytime soon. As long as we have to deal with um, the COVID-19 challenge that we're facing, I don't see any equilibrium returning to the market. It's only going to be when and more people and in countries get fully vaccinated, that we slowly return to a sort of normal and whatever normal is uh, in the future, uh, are we going to, uh, we're going to have to deal with, with this issue. So um, I, don't, I, don't, I don't see any changes in the near future for this. It's, it's going to take some time. Do you expect to see a noticeable portion of sea freight cargo moving to air freight because of the extraordinary delay in Asia-Pacific shipping routes? If so, how do you plan to deal with more freight coming into your airport if that if yeah. that happens? It's again, another one of those challenges. As discussed earlier, it's going to be uh, difficult, uh, but especially in the latter part of the year. As an airport owner and operator, there's not much we really can do. We don't actually operate any of the cargo terminals at our, uh, at our airport. We're dependent on our airlines, ground handling companies, uh, the freight forwarders, in the entire cargo community to clear cargo. Uh, but the good news is that we have the infrastructure, uh, we have the knowledge, 
and the resources of the federal agencies, for example, we can uh, we can tap them and, and bring in more agents if necessary uh, to deal with the greater volumes of cargo uh, that are anticipated that will be moving by air due to this uh, challenge uh, that the maritime industry is facing. Amir, on to my last question. Uh, in early August this year, uh, Hill International was awarded a $5 billion capital improvement program to support modernization projects at the airport uh, as it is uh, expected to handle close to uh, 4 million uh, tons of cargo by 2040. How much of that investment is coming into facility upgrade and new infrastructure for cargo? Uh, our best estimate put the number at approximately $500 million. A lot of that will depend on what our final cargo development program actually entails. Currently, we have multiple third-party developers who have proposed different infrastructure programs, and we're now analyzing which, fit, which fits best with our own plans. I'd also like to add that we are looking at implementing an airport cargo community system along with uh, this new infrastructure development to improve our digital infrastructure, which is very important, and increase our capacity to process cargo more efficiently. So we're looking at this not only from a uh, physical, but also from a digital uh, standpoint to make sure that we are positioning ourselves in the best way for uh, the future to be as competitive as possible. Emil, thank you so much for finding time to talk to us. Uh, appreciate it. Thank you very much, Reggie. It was a pleasure speaking with you today. That was Emir Peneda, Section Chief, Passenger, Trade and Logistics Development at Miami International Airport. That's it from us at Stat Media Group. We bring cargo masterminds every Monday. Thanks for tuning in and come back on next Monday for a fresh episode. Have a nice day.